Hello, Sally. It's lovely to talk to you again. And you're bringing us a wonderful dream of something that we may well be able to do very soon. Well, I hope so, Jane. And yes, it's lovely to have a chat with you again. And it's lovely to be back on air, albeit from a distance. Um, but, you know, this is, this is still great. So I just thought we'd um, give a little bit of a, a titillate your thoughts and dreams about what you might like to do once we do come out of lockdown and can travel again. So um, for our listeners, I just thought, how about a, you know how I love small expedition cruising, Jane, so how about 10 nights on a luxury expedition cruise ship with delicious dining, all meals, etc., and it's around South Australia's wild islands. Now, so, that's an interesting thing. Where are the wild islands of South Australia? I suppose Kangaroo Island counts as one. It, it does. It does, obviously. So this is really fantastic. So obviously you start from Adelaide. But South Australia's islands and Gulf waters, they say, whoever they are, are some of the best-kept secrets of the Australian coastline. So there's over around about 5,000 kilometres of deserted shoreline and more than 300 islands which surprised me as well, mm. and a huge diversity of natural wilderness. As you mentioned, of course, Kangaroo Island is just is stunning for all of that. Um, and many of the islands are important sanctuaries for birds, wallabies, seals and sea lions. So, yes, you start from Adelaide and then you go down to the York Peninsula to an island called Truebridge Island, where you swim and kayak and walk along sandy beaches. And apparently it's part of the Truebridge Shoals, which extend across to the York Peninsula, and constitutes a hazard to um, shipping. Yeah. And there's been over 33 wrecks there in its life. So there's mm. quite interesting, isn't it? But also an important breeding area for birds and home to a large colony of little penguins as well. Uh-huh. So, so you've and, got wildlife as well as interesting. Yeah. yeah. And there's an operating lighthouse there that was um, operating from 1856 until 2002. So you can go and visit that as well. And then the next day you're off to um, Antichamber Bay, which is on the north coast of the Dudley Peninsula, which is one of Kangaroo Island's finest coastal havens. And, of course, there it goes what they call the Backstairs Passage, which is a narrow strait between Kangaroo Island and the Fleurier Peninsula that was named by Matthew Flinders as the private entrance to the two gulfs. And this is where you've got Cape Willoughby Light Station as well, and you hike there to a headland. There's a reasonable uh, sort of level of fitness for this journey, is that you're doing a lot of stuff like hiking and kayaking, etc. So just keep that in mind as well. You go to American River, of course, which is named after the American sealers who were there as early as 1803, which is on the north coast of Kangaroo Island, which is a fascinating area as well. Um, then the Western River Cove to visit a wonderful, beautiful historic homestead there and also to observe the effects of the recent bushfires and the subsequent road to recovery, which is happening, thank God, slowly, albeit because it was such, obviously, as we know, so devastating. Um, and then, you, weather permitting, you visit to Kangaroo Beach and then you cruise past the, clip, the sea cliffs at Cape Border, which is a, a wonderful uh, destination in itself there. And then you go on to the east coast of the Air Peninsula. The Jussieu Peninsula juts into the Spencer Gulf and the Lincoln National Park is there as well. So these are really interesting, I think, um, you know, islands that you're going to be visiting on this. Now, what could be nicer, though, than going on to Coffin Bay and shucking your own oysters fresh from the sea paired with local wine? That's quite a good way of getting there too, I'd say. (laughs) Absolutely. And there, again, it's home to numerous pods of dolphins, sea lions, seals and many seabirds. 
and emus and kangaroos as well roam on this area as well around Coffin Bay. You hike through the Coffin Bay National Park as well. Um, and yes, as I said, you do get to uh, get some lovely Coffin Bay oysters. And then you go to Flinders Island, which is around 35 k's from the Peninsula coast. And again, it had a long history of sealing, whaling and farming. Um, and it's also owned by a, a Wolford family since 1979. And you go to visit a shipwreck there as well at Bryant's Bay. And the most northerly part of the Ducio Peninsula on the east coast of Air is Cape Donington. So you go there as well. You have a lovely dip before you go along a lovely two-kilometre um, stretch of beach. So that, again, is beautiful in itself. Um, and, yeah, there's just so many inclusions, Jane, in this. It's a wonderful itinerary. And then you actually go on to a place called Tumby Bay, mm-hmm. uh, which is the most southern mangrove in Australia. Wow. Uh, and it's uh, home to a huge variety of bird life, such as ospreys, sea eagles, black swan, blue crane, cape barren geese, and many more. And you do another little walk along there. And it's uh, part of the Sir Joseph Banks group, Tumby Bay and Reeves the Island, which is an archipelago on the eastern coast of the Air Peninsula, accessible only by boat. So, again, very, very interesting. And eventually, of course, you end up back in Adelaide. So this is, you're getting beautiful um, food on board, showcase wine, selected beers, soft drinks. Um, as I said, you've got an expert expedition team, guest lecturers, um, wonderful itinerary, fully guided sightseeing, 24-hour coffee and tea on board, use of all on board facilities, including a reference library. And the departure dates, as I said, hopefully are starting November this year. December, so about three in December, uh, a couple, three in January, and then one in November next year. I mean, they could be extended beyond that. You know, it all depends mm. on what happens, of course, as we all know. So COVID-19 policy, of course, you must have a medical check seven days prior to boarding um, and another test no earlier than 72 hours prior, and you have to show that to the Coral Expeditions Medical Expert mm. prior to boarding. Um, you should be in general good health, able to walk reasonable distance over sometimes uneven terrain, um, of course, so just keep that in mind. Children are permitted, but um, there's no kids' club or anything like that. Like it's, it's an, an expedition vessel, they don't provide those sort of things. It's really about the journey. Um, so you have to have children that were adult enough, I would think, to, to yeah. enjoy and who love being outdoors and exploring. And there are a lot of destinations in that itinerary that really probably many of us just don't know about. Exactly, and that's why it grabbed my attention, Jane. It was just so interesting. And this particular company, Coral Expedition, is going to be doing some other wonderful cruises, which we may talk about in the weeks ahead, um, to other different areas of Australia. So we can really start exploring some wonderful and remote areas that, again, you can really only get to a lot of these by vessel. Yes. So, yeah, I think that's what makes it fascinating as well. Great. Um, Something to dream about, Sally. Oh, absolutely, Jane. We've got to keep dreaming, haven't we? We do have to keep dreaming, and we'll have a chat to you next Friday too, around about the same time, and another dream coming our way. Thanks, Sally. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, Jane. Sally Lucas and your station to NURFM.